Hey friends, welcome back to your favorite podcast, Gab with Gwen podcast, which your homegirl Gwen, <laughs> which is me, and I have two of my homegirls who are back in the proverbial social distancing building. We have Miss Slim and Miss Trinity. Hey y'all. What's up, what's up? Hey. Okay, so we here for another bonus episode. Mm-hmm. We getting down to the last bit here. Of I May Destroy You on HBO, showing on Monday nights. If you're in the UK, y'all already done. Don't at me and don't spoiler. I don't want no spoilers, okay? <laughs> but this is now episode 10, The Cause, The Cure. A very poignant episode as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And so we're going to get to it because it throws back to little girl Bella. Mm-hmm. That's how we start. So, Trini, go Baby ahead. Bella. All right. Yes. So, we open up with, we see two kids chilling in a living room, mm-hmm. a little girl, a little boy, and the doorbell rings, and the little girl jumps up to answer the door. Was the little girl answered the door? Or was it the mom? Yeah. No, it was Bella. Yeah. yeah, it was Bella. She screams, Daddy. Um, Pop shows up, and he's got some French fries. So the little girl is scarfing down her french fries. She doesn't offer her sibling any, but whatever. Um, and then... <laughs> I thought it was kind of rude. <laughs> but whatever. Um, and then next thing you know, we see her throwing up in the fry bag. Yeah, she really scarfs them down. Yeah, I don't think she chewed, but... Um, so then it cuts from that, and we are now in present day, and um, we've got Bella and the crew together. Um, she's on the phone. Hold on, Kwame... hold on. There's one thing. Hold on. There's something when I watched I it the something? second time. I didn't mm-hmm. notice it the first time, but after she vomits and we okay. switch to present day, we see the ugly sweater and a bag on the bed, mm. right? And that is mm-hmm. fortuitous of what Was happens right later then? on. Okay. All right, so the okay. sweater was in a bag, like the, the black bags from the forensics was on her ah, back. okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, her phone rings. Her dad calls her as an adult, right? Yeah. And she's thrilled yes. to get the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's super psyched. And then we have Kwame, who is working out. And I did notice that his, I don't know if I noticed this before, but his phone wallpaper is a picture of him and Bella. Mm-hmm. How close are they? Is she really his best friend? I noticed I it before. So. I've noticed it in other episodes, so yeah. Okay. All right. And then we have Terry, who seems to be prepping for something, and she's with Ben, Bella's mm-hmm. roommate. Um, so Kwame gets a text from someone about him coming over to do what Kwame does, you know, King of Grinder. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut back to Bella, and her father is on the phone with her, and he says that he will be seeing her at her mom's. And um, this is when I noticed the jacket, um, because it's when she actually picks it up and she puts it in like a rucksack, like a book bag mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then we cut to Bella now being in the living room, watching as Ben gives some sort of direction to Terry as she's going through some scenes seems to be she's prepping for another one of her auditions that she's likely going to bomb because that's all she does can i um can i just bring up something sure how do we feel about terry's acting because terrible good lord it was awful (laughs) she's shit (laughs) 
But hold on, hold on. There was one thing. There's something here that was very quick. I didn't notice it until I watched it the second time. So before we get to the acting and before we get to her even putting the sweater in the bag, mm. Bella has a flashback mm. to, to episode one with her, Simon, and D-Ray walking down the street. And when he, like, actually gives her his sweater because she's cold. Right. So it okay. flashes to that. And this is when then she puts it in a bag, like a book bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that. No. So, you know, here comes Trifling Terry trying to do something that she's terrible at. That she says she's terrible at, but she keeps trying. So I guess we give her A plus for that effort. I don't know. She she's going to have to sleep with the director to get a job because that scene <laughs> that she was doing, I mean, a monkey could do that. Okay, first of all, take back, the, take back the monkey comment. <laughs> We've already spoken about monkeys here. I don't want to, nope. Oh, you weren't on that episode. Okay, could do it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Retract that, please. <laughs> Redact. Redact. Let me read that. Redact. A, clown, a, a clown could do it. A mime could do it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> don't cancel Slim, y'all. Okay, please. All right. So, Slim doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't <She's>, exist. <laughs> true, you can't cancel if she's not social media, right? Hey, that's true. True. So, um, so at this point, <laughs> Bella says it's her mom's birthday, right? I think she mm-hmm. said that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Terry asked her something like, is she sure she can do it? And Bella's like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just my mom's birthday. Like, she says it very matter-of-factly, like, that's not important, but yeah. whatever. Um, and then Terry's like, oh, is it? And then instantly she whips out her phone, dials a number, and it's Bella's mom. And she's wishing her a happy birthday. Bella walks over, Ben walks over. They all wish her a happy birthday. Um, and then Bella mentions to Terry and Ben that, you know, her dad will be coming over for her mom's birthday. And this is when Bella and Terry get into a little back and forth. And she's like, Wait, no, no, yeah, it's going to be like Brady Bunch. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, there's, there's something here because I, I'm, I'm mentioning these little things because I think it informs some of the dynamics we see later. So when Terry, she's the one who FaceTimes Bella's mom. Both Bella and Ben get into the FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Bella barely says anything to her mom. She, the only thing she asks her is, what time did daddy say he's coming? Ah, uh, yes, yes. And her mom says 5 p.m. Bella immediately walks away. She's immediately, nothing else. Immediately <laughs> no walks way. away. Oh, she pieces out as soon as she hears that. To me, I was like, okay, just very, looking at it through the lens of watching it a second time, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, just looking at the dynamic between her and her parents and each one of them individually. Okay. Okay. I see where you're getting at. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. So, you know, they no, talk no, about Brady no, Bunch. No, sorry. Blah, blah, no, blah. sorry. That's a good thing. Yes. Brady Bunch, Table Tings. Here we go to Tings again. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talk about sharing food and all this stuff. So, you know, they just have a regular banter or whatever. And then um, Terry says something. Now Terry always has to bring herself into the picture and she's talking about her father now and she's like she can't stand her father at Christmas time because I guess he just seems useless and I don't know I guess she's got her own daddy issues popping up um so then they pop right back into Terry's doing her prep work for her audition and we now bounce to Mr. Kwame on the bus oh and as usual, he is receiving grinder messages from people on the bus. Rough. I don't understand Ugh. how this works, but this app is insane. If this is yeah. really how it goes, 
Like you're That's cheating true. away from somebody, and it's like boom, let's bang. What? Wait, well, why? So- also, well, why? What? Yes, this is how it works. But what do you? And so does Tinder. So what are you talking Tinder, about? Tinder works that well. If you want, if I, you put I, in I, your location, yes. Like people okay. oftentimes do. You put the location. You know, people do it by like the airport. A lot of times, people are like mm. just in the airport. Absolutely. If you if you make your if you make it a particular radius and you guys match and you're like, oh shit, let's say a couple things and I'll say my comment, right? So you see him, you hear it. He matches with the phone. The man looks back mm-hmm. at him in the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this scene repeats with man but with a different gentleman. After yeah. Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the scene repeats match with man where you keep seeing Kwame on the bus. His phone gets notification. A man turns around, looks at him on the bus, and walks off. I think there's a passenger there who starts to notice, like, what's up? Oh, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that white guy, the older white guy, is like, what the? So is Kwame just riding the bus all day trying That's to hook what up? That's like. He's, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's cruising for dick on the city bus. That's um, ridiculous, though, because even, like, then they move to, I'm guessing it's Kwame's apartment. You see all the different men like getting dressed, and Kwame's just sitting there. He looks totally unsatisfied. He looks like Terry yeah. in Italy. Damn. Ah, good observation. It was just empty, right? Actually, right yeah. here, I just yeah. he looks sad and empty, right? Yeah. The men, he's on this. He's you know they're done. He's lying on the bed. You see the men are getting dressed. He's not even paying attention. He's on his phone trolling for the next dick. <sighs> Kwame, I don't, know how, I don't know where he gets the energy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, so then we switch scenes, right? Yeah. And You're back with yes, Ben. Back with, uh, D-list, D-list Terry. <laughs> Terry Pritchett, whatever the hell her last name is. Um, and they now, they, the Bella, Ben, and Terry are now in like a little courtyard area of their apartment mm-hmm. and still helping this broad practice. But Terry then asks Bella if she's sure that she can take her to the audition. So that's what she was alluding to earlier. Are you sure you can go with me? Are you sure you can take me? She wants Bella to go with her to the audition. And Bella says, yeah, it's no problem because she's on a break. She's not even supposed to try and write. And Mm -hmm. so Terry kind of looks at her quizzically and is like, but isn't there a deadline that you need to meet? I'm assuming for the book. And Bella says, yeah, but they're busy celebrating people who actually achieve. And she holds up a copy of the book that she was holding in an earlier scene when they were inside the living room. It's called The Sundial. So I'm guessing that this is another Henny House person. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's um I don't think it's Zane because I doubt she would be reading that so it must be somebody else that just released this book. Um, so then Terry brings up a point which I kind of sort of agree with and she's like, "Don't you get paid upon delivery of the final product?" And assuming that you know, hurry up and write the book so that way you can get some money because you're broke. And it's at this point that Bella fully realizes that she can't cover this month's rent, so she turns to Ben and she's like you might have to cover it for me again and he just kind of nods like he's just a solid guy ben is is. a saint i would have put that woman out a long time ago (laughs) poor ben we don't get enough character development with ben but yeah other than that he's just a good soul well we'll allegedly we'll see right that would not happen in new york city you would get put out well people don't have the money to cover it and even london's super expensive it's more expensive than here so Mm-hmm. I don't even know how he got money like that to be covering her rent. But. And it's and it's not like a bad pad. Like they have two separate rooms, a living space, a little backyard. Yeah. So. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. 
But um, maybe Ben's parents were covering it. Who knows? Maybe true. Terry asks her like, "Hey, how does not writing help you write?" And Bella's <laughs> like, "I don't know. I guess she says Carrie's order. I'm assuming that's a therapist." Therapist, yeah, that's a therapist. Mm-hmm. And Terry starts asking her. She's like, "Well, hold up. You know, listen. They be throwing a little jazz at each other." She's like, yeah. well, She's like, "Well, um, how does stalking ego death every Thursday help?" Bloop. Thursday to Saturday. <laughs> it's a whole weekend event. Yeah. Bloop. And Bella's like, well, if you don't like if you don't like it and you're not comfortable, then say something. And Terry's like, it, it's not about my comfort. She's like, I wasn't spiked. My drink wasn't spiked. It has nothing to do with me. That's a lie, though. But let me shut up. Mm. But, but she um, does clearly say she said my drink wasn't spiked there. So are we supposed to assume that Bella was not raped there? That she was raped somewhere else? Oh, I didn't put two and two together like that. Well, I didn't get, I didn't necessarily do that. And also, they don't know. I've been saying that since the damn second episode or whatever. I've been saying, well, where did it happen? Whenever we had that episode where we found that Alyssa was also drugged and Simon and Kat, we were kind of retracing the steps. I said, well, now I'm really confused. Did she even get raped there or not? So we still don't even have the details of it. But I just think that Terry's whole point is like, look, you're going to, you're spending all this time, you know, playing Karma San Diego, retracing the steps <laughs> at Ego Death. And what you're not doing is being on your grind and getting money to pay these bills. Right. Right. Says the she's girl obsessing who over can't that. get an acting job, though. But in Terry's defense, at least she's working on her profession. Is Bella's she? not. Well, I mean, you have to. She's going on audition to try to get a job. But then she says that she bombs every audition she's on. Yeah, but at least she's trying. Like, you got to get out there and try. Just like Bella's got to yes. get to a desk and write. Yes, but she did. She did back out when Bella was going to have her read at the summit. She backed out of that. Mm-hmm. So she tries for certain things that she knows that she's not going to succeed at, but something that probably could have been a good platform for her, she backed out of. Mm. So, I don't know. Terry ain't shit, but whatever. I'm assuming Terry has another job, because clearly the acting's not working out for her. So, <laughs> I'm assuming she has, like, a day job that she uses to pay mm-hmm. the bills. But anyway, then Terry asks Ben if it's normal for Bella to continue to return to the scene of the crime, and Ben's like, my name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. <laughs> he doesn't want anything. Yeah. He wants yeah. no parts to this. He wants to stay out of it. And he just changes the subject. And is like, oh, nothing's coming out of the vape. Yeah. The vape but that she's been trying to smoke out of for like two episodes now. But they look at Bella with a little pity when she's trying to suck on that vape machine. Yeah. Because she starts laughing about it. Yeah. She was like, oh, she, she didn't. She thought she was going crazy. And she didn't realize uh-uh. that it just wasn't working. And so they're looking. And her like, bitch, you are crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So then so we, we switch to a next scene. Mm-hmm. Terry's yeah. what, waiting outside to go audition? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she looks shook. She looks so scared. Yeah, she looks like she's going to shit her pants. <laughs> and all she has to do is wave. That's it. She, all, she just has to wave. <laughs> That's what she does. But Bella tells her she's amazing. Terry gets called in. And then Bella bounces. But we notice that she's got the the backpack with her. Mm -hmm. She has a backpack. And Mm -hmm. lo and behold, who do we see jumping over a fence? 
Mr. Simon. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of questions about what's going on with Simon right now, though. Well, let's well, let's get through it, and then we'll okay. answer some of them. <laughs> so let's let's talk through it. So um, they so Bella's sitting on the park bench. Mm-hmm. Simon comes over. You know, Bella's, but this is interesting. She says she apologizes for going to yeah. this workplace. Yeah. Y'all got some nerve. I got to say this. Y'all are really <laughs> doing the most. Okay. Because I don't roll up with anybody at work. Are you for real? But okay. I'm yeah. Gonna... I've never seen that happen. Like, I don't know what kind of friends these are. Listen. Close. I've never seen, yeah, I've never seen anybody at like significant other roll up at work unless it was like a family event like nothing ever like that i mean security i mean you for real so anyway if you're not showing up to go to lunch don't show up at my job i mean the nerve the audacity so anyway simon says he doesn't work there anymore though right Mm -hmm. some people have been looking for him too much Mm -hmm. what does that mean it's terry it's terry it's terry he already told her stop coming to his job. It's Terry. So that sister cost that brother a job? Look. Well, are we supposed to assume it's just that? Because Gwen, you did have a theory very early on that he worked or was in cahoots with the gentleman that may have raped Bella. Right. Because white collar, banking job, fine. Mm-hmm. Do we think that he really does work with this guy? And maybe this guy has more clout than him. Was like, this is being investigated. Get this guy out of here. We don't want yeah. any parts of him. Or do you think the cops were rolling up to speak to Simon at work? That could be it too. You think they went to his job? Jesus. I mean, that it could be. be. Look, the block is hot. <laughs> the block is hot. So it could be <laughs> that they're coming to him, and it could be Cat coming to curse him out at work. Who knows? So mm. it could be Alyssa, either, either the block is hot right now. Yeah, yeah. The block is hot. So it, I'm assuming definitely Terry, we know for a fact, but who's to say, right. I think is a valid point. There could be other people, right? So Bella gives him back his ugly sweater and he's smoking. He's smoking. I don't know. I can't remember if he was smoking cigarettes or weed. It's a joint. And, and okay, did, did he also insinuate, maybe I'm jumping ahead, that Cat put him out? Hold on, let me get to the okay. next sentence. Okay, that's where okay. we are. So yeah. he's like, he guesses Bella must have seen Kat. Mm. And she nods. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, listen, y'all didn't show us Kat back. I want to see Kat in the bad wig. So <laughs> you want to see that bad wig again? <laughs> I want to see the bad wig or she got a new wig. You know, if she's a new being now because she, she dropped Simon. I, do you got a new wig, girl? Mm-hmm. Okay, so apparently... Bella has seen Cat, and I know Terry wouldn't want that, so I'm very curious. Y'all better show us a scene with this, all right? But she nods, and Simon says something I couldn't catch it, and then he says about his mother's cooking. He mm, says his mother's mm-hmm. cooking is second yeah. to none, so yeah. he's back at home ah. with my mom. So Cat must make more money. That was her apartment. I'm, I'm well, Cat looked like she couldn't cook in the first episode because <laughs> he was over true. there making that weird salad, um, plantains and beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hmm, hmm. I'm just thinking through it. If she, well, look, they're split up, and maybe you know, this means that she makes more money. She could just kick them out and be like, "You still paying this rent, nigga? Whatever. Oof. Come out. Oof. Listen, you, you ain't did, got no job. But you were in the wrong. So that's that. I don't know. But then Bella f- has a flashback to the the rape again, and whose face yeah. is on it this time? His. It's Simon's face. Lord mm. Jesus. Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
So then she asks him, like, to walk, right? Because she needs to kind of get out of that headspace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Simon asks her if she's angry. And, and actually, no, she asks Simon if she, he's... Yeah. She asks Simon if he's angry with her. And then he asks if she's angry with him. And she says sometimes she is. Generally, she feels bad for thinking that he was the rapist. Oh, you know, that it yeah. would have been him. Mm-hmm. And Simon's like, no, we're good, you know. You know, and if he didn't leave, none of this would have happened. And he's like, you know, technically he did. And then Bella cut him off. Yeah. And she's like, nah, man, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Simon's like, it's good to see her. They're smiling. They're hugging. He offers to roll her one. She takes it, says, why not? Okay, there goes that sobriety. Yep. Pretty much. And there goes the progress. Simon's like, he's glad she told her, you know. And he's like, how is that my L? She's the one who approved me to go to leave. She's the one who forced me to lie and say that I walked you home. So Mm -hmm. she got two L's and I got one L. You know, and and I've been carrying the the L the whole time. (laughs) Okay, I got a, what what is the L? Okay, you sound like an old-ass grandmother. (laughs) Slim. You sound like an old-ass grandmother. My God. Right, what's the L? L? is a loss it's a loss oh well how am i supposed to know that catching l you're catching a loss that's from the 90s my god i've never heard that maybe because you grew up in alabama girl but yeah yes yes (laughs) i I, I was watching that episode i was like here's more of that slang (laughs) (laughs) listen nana nana slim Listen, Nana Slim, look, so he does his whole defense about the L ratio of who has how many L's based on what. And Mm. Bella blows out the smoke and she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, shit. Yep. And then we cut. So what do you think about that argument? If if we're going to if we're going to dole out L's, (laughs) is he correct? Yes. Terry gets the most L's. Absolutely. I I agree. I agree, actually. And I agree he's been carrying the L the whole time. I actually agree with everything Simon said. Mm. Yeah, which I didn't expect to ever happen. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm still processing this word, so I don't know how to calculate <laughs> oh, <God>. it. <laughs> well, that that whole scene went over your head then. Okay, so... Um... <laughs> I gotta watch everything again. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this show is for all generations, folks. Listen, <laughs> all right? I will explain to you all the, the colloquialisms and the slang terms of the youth of today. Look, podcast listeners, y'all know y'all were confused too by this. Some of y'all out there. So you're welcome. So we explain what the L's are. Okay. So, uh, so what happens next? <sighs> um, we are at Bella's mom's house now. Yeah. She's in the kitchen with mom. She's in the kitchen with her brother. Um... They're, They're cooking, cooking some African delicacies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, everything's well seasoned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now Bella is getting a little phone call. What do you see popping up on the screen? It's Terry's name. But Bella's ignoring it. She basically flips the phone upside down. She's like, she's got no time for it. She's mm-hmm. in, I guess, mommy mode, daddy mode. She ain't trying to have it. But you wonder if maybe Simon gave Terry the heads up that he spilled the tea is this why she's calling because she knows she's supposed to be at her mom's house for the for the birthday right so why well, are you calling her why are you bothering well, she's just her? her friend she might be calling her 
I don't know. I don't know how bad the audition went. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. I I think it probably was just regular stuff. But remember, she's also in the savior complex thing, so checking in on her stuff like that. But now Bella knows the tea. So, mm-hmm. you know, she and that's not the first time we've seen somebody turn over the phone when Terry calls. Because remember, <laughs> Simon, Simon, did Simon did it before, like in the early episodes, so episode two. Nobody wants to talk to this broad. Trifling ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so Terry has, Terry, Jesus have mercy. Bella has now moved to the living room. And she's just catching up with her little brother, asking him, you know, about life, how stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doorbell rings. Yes. And you know mimicking the past mm-hmm. terry bolts up off the sofa runs and she's like daddy oh whoa, whoa, whoa. Bella, Bella. it's her father but why do i keep saying terry now she's in my brain jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> bella thinking it's her dad runs to the door however not papa an older lady walks in not older lady but you know like a mom type lady walks in auntie, and auntie. bella's brother recognizes her as auntie l now this is bad with alert no <laughs> yes. yes 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 so okay okay you guys listen ding 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 i should have like if i am lazy to do this if i had like a little audio sound here i should do a bad wig alert so listen we were a couple episodes ago we were up to 11 bad wigs all right the last episode i said i was going to leave it out to the audience about to vote on whether or not the halloween elton john full cut could make it okay Unbelievable. The jury is still out. Okay. Mm. So right now we may consider Kwame's wig just temporarily. You guys give me a little bit more time. Okay. Cause I, I'll have a, we'll have a final wig count in the end and we'll just be able to determine where it really falls in. But <laughs> right now we're going to temporarily place it in the standard deviation. So we'll keep it at 11. Now here we are on episode 10. Mm. Auntie L is yeah. taking an L. And this is totally <laughs> on this list. This is bad wig number 12. Yes. It was something else. Love to see it. But Ooh. let me just say, Auntie L did not disappoint in this episode. We'll get well. there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. So, um, she's not really an aunt. This is just, you know, term of endearment that we give to old ladies and other cultures. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Black people, she you know, you can't be talking. Somebody. You can't call grown folks their names. So exactly. she's, you know, if a family friend. But she's. Oh, yeah, just in case for some of you guys who don't know that for some reason, but she's just been called auntie because she's a family friend. And out of respect for your elders, you don't call grown folks their names. Mm-hmm. So she's auntie. And so she, yes, yeah, she, I have bad wig notes. So she's Auntie L wig. And Jeez. Bella doesn't know who she is, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And the lady mm-hmm. is like looking at her like, how do you not know who I am? And even Bella's brother is like, yo, you should. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know how Bella is. She forgets everything. Yeah. So it seems to be like this is Bella's thing. Um, everybody just knows her to be very forgetful, very absent-minded, what have you. Um, so Bella's staring off into the corner. Fake auntie is over there looking at her like, how do you not recognize me? Bella's brother is looking at her. It's a little yeah. awkward. Yeah, uh, exactly. Mom finally yeah. walks in, at least. Mom's all dolled up. She's got her little birthday dress on. Hair did, makeup did. She's chilling. Um, the kids are cute. They compliment her. She kind of waves them off. And um, mom says it's been, you know, a long time since she's seen Lenora, we find out is the woman's full name, um, who gives her a happy birthday. She gives her an envelope, it looks like. Yeah, a little birthday but, card. I mean, yeah, they seem friendly. 
Yes. Um, but like they didn't really embrace or anything, so it was just kind of like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" It was Whatever. friendly but cold. You know, it was quick. It was quick. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, she says "Happy Birthday" in their language, and then the mom is like, she gives her card, and she's like, "Oh, she gotta go." I was like, "Well, damn, that was a quick visit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, you could have just mailed that. I mean, in retrospect, we can come back to the scene, but we want to leave this scene right here. And so then Bella's brother's name is Nick, by the way. We we learned Mm -hmm. that through all this. So Nick says, he says something to Bella in their native language. And Bella's like, what you saying? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yo, this is basic twee, which is their language. How come you never learned? And she's like, what did you learn? (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's been trying to understand what the elders been saying since they were babies fam yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. bella's like shit (laughs) and she really is and nick says that you know bella just sat by clueless playing game boy and Mm -hmm. she's like well you know she couldn't retain shit and bella's like listen my head is like diet cola oh yeah it's light (laughs) you know (laughs) And, you know, they lie, they laugh and they're like, you know, she can't remember. And then we flash back to a childhood memory. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So we got baby Bella. We got baby Nick. And they are chilling. It looks like they are waiting. Um, Nick shows up. He's eating a snack. Bella's like, hey, dad's supposed to be picking us up for McDonald's. Yeah. But he says he was hungry. So, so be it. So he's now, snacking on a plantain. rings. Was it a plantain? I was trying to figure out what it was. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Nice. Okay, okay. It did kind of look like a plantain. It looked like something. All right, sweet. So the doorbell rings. Bella calls out for her dad. This is now playing out just like the scene prior um, in present day. And it's Auntie L. Mm-hmm. Right? So mom walks into the living room. Auntie L and Twee, they're talking, um, is asking what's going on. Because she sees the kids sitting there fully dressed, right? So mm-hmm. mom says that they're waiting for Kojo, aka Deadbeat Daddy, to come pick them up for lunch. Okay. Auntie's like, it's almost 10 o'clock. Exactly. And so mom's like, look, I cooked at three, so she must have cooked lunch. She cooked again at seven. That must have been dinner. And mm-hmm. they've just been sitting there waiting for this man. Mm-hmm. And so then Auntie L says, now in English, that man is no good. And mom's like, chill out kids are sitting here don't speak yeah. in english um but bella is as nick said sitting there playing on her game boy oblivious to life while he's sitting there on the couch and you can see him kind of looking so i guess that's when he picked up the yeah. idea to start learning Listen, this twee business nick was air hustling okay yeah <laughs> he was making sure that he knew what was going on yeah and and so he was trying to understand twee so that he knew what's going on because he was tired. Because the one thing, if you look at Nick's expression, even as a child and even as an adult, he ain't got no time. He don't. He is not paying any mind to his father. He don't got no interest. Right, right, nope. right. He's like this nigga. He is not mm-hmm. interested. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Bella is the one who's so eager and has him on a pedestal. Right. Daddy's girl. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So if we flash back to present day, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And Mama's uh, adjusting her wig. That's Mama's hair. No, that was a wig. Was it? Gwen, I need you to rule on this. I. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have it that. Um... No, her wig was very good compared to every uh, everybody else's. But there's a point in the episode where she has on the do rag, mm-hmm. and but then she has on the nice wig. Mm-hmm. I okay. The mother's hair did not make the wig 
the bad wig count. No, her wig looks good, but it's a wig. So, so this is the thing. I wasn't necessarily looking for wig realness. I'm looking for <laughs> wig badness. It, it didn't like register. Like I, I'm not critiquing or looking very closely. So, is there a chance it could have been a wig? Yes, but I'm just honing in on bad wigs. The bad wigs. Bad okay, noted. Noted. That's Got all. you. Yeah. Got you. So they're sitting at the table waiting, and Nick is like, "It's gonna get cold." Right. And she's like, "Yeah, because they got the food all laid out." Yeah, and she's like, "Well, if it gets cold, put in the microwave." And then this is where Nick says, "Can he at least get a, a plantain?" Okay, I don't say plantain. Mm. Can he get one? And she's like, she, "He's hungry." And the mom's like, "No." And he goes behind her back and eats it anyway. And the doorbell rings, and what mm-hmm. does Bella do? Jumps oh, up. She always does. Like Santa Claus at the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And runs to hug her dad, Kojo. Yeah. And Mama says, get the blue plate for Daddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I will mm-hmm. say, I wrote here, I wrote that Pops looks young. I felt like he looked a little younger than Mama. Um, yeah, but black don't crack, so, you know. True. And then they show a position where the dad sits down, and they the camera pans to, like, the way he holds his legs. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and Bella does it the same way. Like, they show that they sit the same position. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the dad starts asking Nicholas about school and the mom says that Nick is doing well and then the father starts to kind of joke but he's also criticizing right. that by the time he was 17 he had moved out of the house and so had Bella so he's giving props to Bella so mm. you start to see the dynamics between right. the parents and the kids and the alliances right? Yeah. Back to yeah. the alliance right? Alliance <laughs> right? So the father continues like, oh, by the time he was 26, he was buying a house. And then he says he wonders how much the house was is worth now. And then mm-hmm. Bella's like, oh, that house was a spot. And her mom says, okay, well, Bella always used to be there. And the husband was driving that orange car. Right. Mm-hmm. And Bella's like, it was a Mercedes. And he's like, hold up. It was not. Yeah. It was a Toyota. And he's like, <laughs> you know. A specimen. <laughs> yes, it was a specimen of a car. Better than a Benz. Right. And it was not orange. Orange. It was burnt clementine. Oh, God. (laughs) Beautiful. Yes. Um, (laughs) You know, and it was his train is his trademark. And they came back the next day and stole it. So Nick is like, (laughs) what are you what what are you talking about? What happened? So Bella starts to like kind of explain what happened. And the dad tells Bella, if you want to tell a story, you need to tell it right. And he's like, you know, the day before, he was a victim to a robbery. (laughs) And how could they empty the house? What did he do to deserve that? Why would God do this to him? And and then he starts making, like, car noise, like, and then they all start laughing, (laughs) right? They all start laughing. And by the time he goes to the door, when he hears this car noise running, like the engine, his burnt orange car was gone. Right. And so the mom says that Nick was a baby because Nick is like, well, what happened? How come I don't know this? And the yeah. mom is like, Nick was a baby. And Bella's like, no, he wasn't because I was 14. Mm-hmm. So right. I can't figure out how the age difference because they seem like close in age to me. So I'm really confused. Well, I mean, they look close in age. Sorry, they look close in age as children. Exactly. So if he's yeah. 26 now, what is Bella can't be more than 30 or 32. Well, is he 26 now? Well, remember the dad said something like, when I was by 26, I had moved out the house or something like that. Yeah, he, he said, t- I didn't have muscles. I had to have house. Right. right. So I guess so he's implying the boy's 26. So, right. I, so Bella's got to be 28, 29. Yeah, they're supposed to be close. So I'm like, she's 14. So this is my thing. How come Nick can't remember 
Because if she's 14, you're only a couple years apart, this should not be the first time you're learning about it. Well, maybe Nick wasn't hanging around the dead as much as Bella was. Ding, ding, ding. Right. That's what it is. I don't think mm-hmm. Nick was fucking around with his father like that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that's why he wasn't there. So then the father, though, drops a bomb. Oh, yeah, by the way, can Bella not do math? Because she was like, you know, I was 14. <laughs> Yo, and, and she paused. So I'm like, well, she oh. said she was light like Diet Coke in the head. I was like, you can't do math from 14. Like, you guys are, can't, you're not more than four years apart. So, come on. But anyway, so the father's like, well, he drops a bomb here. They really must have followed Bella. Right. She left the window open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he doesn't know how long she was entering the house like that. So, but now Bella, she's looking at him crazy because she doesn't remember. She's like, nigga, what? She looked mm-hmm. at him like, excuse me, sir? Yeah, she didn't put two and two together. Yeah, but then she flashes back to her memory. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is where a lot of stuff becomes clear. Listen, the high school oh, days yeah. are my favorite episodes in this thing so far. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's you get a lot of juice. When we go to the 2004 music. and we had the episode with Theo and the music was popping, okay, listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Okay, and then we passion we, we go back to two thousand four. Uh, you know, better times, baby. We're in twenty twenty. It was better times. <laughs> You're not lying about that. Amen. And we see high school Bella climbing in and out of a window, like as her dad comes in, and then the mom back in present day is like, "Why are we talking about the past?" Very right. interesting little things here. Yeah, mm-hmm. but don't you find it strange that Bella didn't have a key? To her father's place. Well, we gonna come to you. You you talking Harry about stuff? We not there yet. Oh, we not there yet. We gonna talk about that. <laughs> so, so I think it's now ahead. after that flashback, right? She runs upstairs. She leaves a table, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I gotta get out of here." Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, "Okay, whatever." So she ends up going to her bedroom. Looks like it's her old bedroom, and now we're fully back in a full-on flashback. Back mm, in the day. Okay. Yeah. So this is where she's. Walking well, there was a kind of there was like a little flashback before this. She was at the table. She remembers I have here. She's here. She is in her short ass tie because I already commented on them. And these, these, you know, their ties are really strangely, you know, right under their neck. And she's like walking up the stairs and pauses. And then mm. you see her go outside the house with Terry. And Terry's like, "What happened?" You see the orange car in the background, and they keep like flashing between the past and the present. And you know, the father and the present is like, you know, he lost what he had for decades because of Bella and her parents are laughing. And that's when Bella gets up from the table and goes upstairs. So then she flashes back now and she's like, you see her back in high school with Terry mm-hmm. and they're like walking down really like a lot of steps, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, they walk into a group of boys and, you know, the boys are like, Bella, what you saying? <laughs> and, and Terry hurries by and they're like she's like listen if he sees you for a second longer in that dirty school uniform it's gonna be over alright you need to go to your ho- your dad's house and change you see Terry's always yep. a problem okay listen you see Terry's always 100%. a root cause mm. okay so Della, Bella starts a scheme and she calls her daddy and she's like hey I wanna come by and I wanna say hello and he's like, oh, I'm not going to be home till midnight. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, okay. She's like, well, I'm going to go to mommy's house. And, you know, that's that. Because that was a little trap to see if he was home. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So for her to get in the house and sneak in. So this is where Terry, so back to Slim now, this is where it all comes up. Ah. So Terry's like, hey, 
if your parents are together, why do they have a double yard? Okay, you guys, Jamaican slang, homes. Like, Two yards. Double yards. You know, that's sick. And Bella's like, nah, they are together. They just don't live in the same place. Mm. But she can see him whenever she likes. And Terry asks him, does he have another family? Which is a valid question. <laughs> and Bella says no. And then Terry says, well, how come you don't, you ain't got no key? She said that. She's like, how come you ain't got a key? And Bella's like, oh, he's going to cut one that mm-hmm. he's forgetting. Mm-hmm. Right? And then Terry asks Bella if her parents are married. And Bella changes the subject mm-hmm. and says that, oh, Kevin is so buff. Right? Mm-hmm. The boy she just saw. Mm-hmm. So Terry kind of gives her the side eye. And then you start to see Bella kind of putting the, like, the crates together to go through the window. So before we go any further, let's talk about that little conversation between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Terry and her little judgmental ass. Well, she she gave us some, some tea, though. So yeah. now we get more context of yeah. what was going on in her life. Her parents have never lived together. They've always had separate households. Mm-hmm. They're not married. And what right. father doesn't give his kids a key to this house? Well, he's forgetful. He's going to, mm-hmm. he's forgetting to do it. He's light in the head like Bella. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and Nicholas doesn't even remember this house. So right. and they said he never went there. Yeah, he, he said he never, never went there. there. So I'm like, to me, the lines are clearly drawn in this family. Mm-hmm. Bella's a daddy's girl. She rocks with her dad. And Nick is, I'm not going to say a mama's boy, but the, the mom and him are closer. Mm-hmm. And if, I go, if we go back to the scene in present day when Terry was re- rehearsing the lines... And the FaceTime, you know, the FaceTime, Terry's the one who FaceTimes Bella's mom. It wasn't Bella who FaceTimed her mom. It mm-hmm. was Terry who did it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Bella like, oh, let me call my mom and you come in my FaceTime. It was Terry who's the one who had the courtesy to do it. And the minute, the only thing Bella was interested in was her father. And the minute that she heard about what her father was doing, she was out. And it's crazy. If you think about this, this is supposed to be her mother's birthday. When we think back to the beginning of that conversation, She's only talking about she's going to dish out food for her father, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's about catering to her father. It hasn't She hasn't mentioned shit about her mom. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. It's it's a weird dynamic. Which I find weird because, uh, you know, when uh, there are, her mom and auntie had the conversation about the deck not coming over to take the kids at McDonald's, to McDonald's, she didn't let, she didn't want her auntie to talk poorly about the dead in front of the kids. Well, so I don't think that? she... Well, I, I just don't think she, I don't, I'm just saying like the mother probably never bad mouth to the kids about Bella. So why would you hold a grudge against your mother? I don't think I don't it's about she's holding a yeah, grudge. Yeah, I don't think she's holding a grudge against her mom. No, no, she's not. Yeah. Go ahead, Trinity. She just has a favorite parent and yeah. it seems she seeks all of her approval from her dad. Hmm. Like she definitely loves her mom. Her mom's there. Like she's in her life fine, but she's definitely a daddy's girl for whatever reason. So listen. I, so this is a listen I'm a, I've been a daddy's girl like my whole life and my mother would probably accuse me of some of the stuff that I see Bella doing <laughs> if I keep it real with y'all uh, and so yeah. my father was very present so it, 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 there's like good reason he was very present and so there was none of this like him not doing it like my dad a very reliable person and he's very present and doted over me and so that's my ABC that's my ace cool like that's my nigga that's my dad like we're always very cool so <laughs> It's also warranted based on how he 
treated me and he was always like very good to me, very close. And, you know, my mom was the disciplinarian and my father was not. Okay. And so it was just easier. He was just easier on me. Listen, he just was. And my mom was not. So my mom and I are closer now, but growing up, absolutely. It was my dad. And it's funny. I've known Ishmael a long time. Um, he probably doesn't know this and he doesn't listen to these episodes. But I remember one time he said to me when we met in like high school and he said to me, he was like, yo, I thought you 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 live with a single dad. I said, why? He's like, because you don't talk about your mom. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he said that to me. And I was like, and I was like a teenager. I was like, oh, OK. So I I get it. But it's also interesting because Bella's dad does the bare fucking minimum. Right. It feels mm-hmm. like this for him. So right. that's the part where I'm like, bro, he is not reliable. He disappoints you all the time. But you have this crazy idolized version and you just completely dismiss all his flaws and everything mm-hmm. and you overlook them, which we see in present day. Mm, that's true. Right. That's true. You think it's because they have such similar personalities that that's why she gravitates toward him so strongly? I mean, it must be. He seems kind of like goofy, kind of like aloof, like she is. You see that they sit like each other, so they're very, very similar. Maybe that's why she's all about her pops. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I have... At the end, I think there's some things we can kind of break down more, but, mm-hmm. you know, let's... Um, I just thought this was interesting about the mom having the separate houses from the dad, Bella going back and forth, the brother we know that never went to this house. Right. So it's just an interesting dynamic. And then the dad, is, you know, playing games, saying that he, he's forgetting to cut the keys. So, so anyway. Right. I mean, it's like, it's his crash pad, right? It's like, he's like, this is my yeah. space. You can come when I'm here. But I'm not really going to let you just come through here whenever you want. Like, have an open key. Like, this is not your house. That's essentially what he's trying to say to her without saying it. Sure, like, like you can come by. Yeah. But this isn't your second home. Like, it's not like when people share custody, a lot of times in the U.S., kids have bedrooms at both parents' homes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Kind of have a schedule where you kind of, you know, go this days or weekends there. You kind of go back and forth. And that's mm-hmm. why you have a key because it's, it's literally your home. Yeah. It, this doesn't seem like that type of situation. It's kind of like, dad is fun. I pop up and have a good time. But that's not her home. She, her her mom is her home. Right. Yeah. But I don't think she realized that. Yeah. I would just think she would have more affection for her mom based on that. She just idolized her dad. She just yeah. idolized her dad, you know. So, um, so anyway, so anyway, we see Bella go through the window. And this is a repeat of a scene we'd seen before where she's walking up the steps. Before, mm-hmm. it just, we, it, she walks up the steps and it cut off. Right. Now, what happens when we see what she said at the top of the step? Oh, well, Lordy. Just before that, though, when the ladies are still outside, we do see a blue car drive yes. yes. past them. And that's something to note for later. But Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. So we, we see as she's going in, there's a blue car that goes to the back that passes them. But she now walks up the stairs. What does she see? Um, <laughs> it is Auntie. But I was distracted by Auntie's wig. I, okay, so I have <laughs> bad wig. That's what you're distracted by. No, I have bad wig here too. So yes. So although it's the past, it still counts. So <laughs> Auntie gave us two wigs. Auntie L. One episode. Current wig and Auntie L. Old school throwback wig is wigs 12 and 13. Mm. But she also, what kind of outfit? Do y'all recall what she was wearing? A striped shirt, a long sleeve striped yeah, a polo shirt. shirt, a men's yeah. polo shirt. Yeah, and no pants. Yeah, the bottom. Right. So it was a man's shirt, oversized shirt. Mm-hmm. They look at each other. 
<laughs> and Bella just walks past her into yeah. the room. Yep. And then what does Bella do? Well, I noticed something on a radiator. That's she's what she does. She picks up the damn drawers. drawers off the radiator. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but girl, if they're not your drawers, why are you touching them? <laughs> <laughs> it's Bella. It's Bella. Like, Nicole, Bella is the same one that be picking up condoms off the floor and like, Bella, <laughs> Bella just reacts. She oh, God. She reacts and then she stops to think. But tell me something. If I see draws that I know are not my draws mm. and I have eyes that are functional, mm. do <laughs> I need to touch these draws? Right. Well, how much How much more evidence do you need? You don't. Bella does. Yeah, I guess Bella's very tactile, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl. Okay. So I'm like, she picks these draws up on the radiator, these granny draws, and the woman says nothing to her. She don't say nothing to the woman. They just staring at each other. So weird. And then yeah. I think she hears the dad coming in. And so she runs back out and she motions like, shh, like, you know, to be quiet to the mm-hmm. woman. Right. And she goes out the window, right? And yeah. so this is a flashback from the scene of when they were at the table at present day. It's like, this is a repeat, but now we have the more context of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And so Bella's father comes in as she's jumping out the window and Terry's like, oh, I thought your dad was supposed to be at work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bella's face is cracked. She, you, know, you can see she's visibly upset. And Terry's like, what happened? And they start walking down the street. And this is where, as they're walking down the street, the blue car that you had seen mm-hmm. drive by mm-hmm. when she was going in, you see mm-hmm. it's, like, parked adjacent, like, kitty corner across the street, basically casing the joint. Right. So they see how to get in and out to yeah. rob all yeah. that shit. But yeah. now, now I don't feel bad for the dead getting robbed. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, I was upset that he blamed Bella for it because if he just gave Bella a key, this wouldn't have happened. Well, okay, but hold on. So you don't feel? I mean, well, I don't need him to steal all his stuff. I mean, <laughs> I don't need Strange to steal his stuff. If his girlfriend, his wife, if his baby mama stole all his stuff, that would be vengeance. But not some random people on the street. So I don't, I don't feel good about that because it's going to obviously impact them as Mm. a family negatively so what do you think okay let's go to the next scene and then come back to that scene because it all comes together and i think we can just talk about it together okay so it flashes back to present day Mm -hmm. and then who comes in yeah so bella's sitting on her bed and then mom walks in to check up on her Mm -hmm. go ahead and mom sits down and so now that bella has this you know, new memory in place, she turns to her mom and she asks her about Lenora. And she's like, you know, is she your friend? And mom says, yeah, she's my friend, but she was also your father's plaything. And so, you know, mom be knowing. Um, And it seems like she never really let it bother her. Mm -hmm. And Bella kind of takes that and she's like, well, mom, did you not care? about the fact that they were doing this and I can only assume that they were doing it for some time and mom's like look I'm single I'm sexy and I don't care about all that sort of stuff she's like yeah. I care about my children she's got the kids so you know sometimes mom's got to take an L2 unfortunately and that was it because Kojo's a dog and a deadbeat, <laughs> but <laughs> you know um, so she hugs Bella and do you want to stop here Gwen or do you want 
cover this next part too, this last portion of the scene. Well, I think we can say and go back because we don't see anything else because it switches, right? So mm-hmm. she just tells her, she hugs Bella. Bella tells her she needs to tell her about something that happened in January and then it switches to the next mm-hmm. scene. But I want to mm-hmm. go back now in the context of Aunt Lenora and all of this. Okay. And I want to talk, I want to talk through black culture, relationships, all these things, because right. here we have, you know, and this is why I'm like, yo, people need to, we don't need to be ados, nothing, because honestly, this shit is just, honestly, nigga shit. This is just black shit. And it's, it's, it's annoying. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. And it doesn't matter what culture you're in. This is a shared yeah. fucking experience and it's exhausting. And so here you have a non-committal black man and listen i know all men can be that but listen i'm just talking about black mm-hmm. men because that's why i know it's my culture so that's all i can talk about right and even though she's african I, i've seen the same shit in jamaicans and west indians and i've grown hey. up in america my whole life and i dated mostly african-american men so i fucking know what i'm talking about okay so <laughs> here we are the mom has two kids with this man Mm-hmm. The man basically wants to dip in in and out of her life, right? Be with her, kinda. Mm-hmm. But he's sleeping with, you know, her quote unquote friend, right. and she has to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And to keep her family together, and to try to make them be decent people and have some stability, the mother's eating a lot of shit. Well, isn't that usually the case? Exactly. The mother is eating so much. And honestly, the children are oblivious to what the mother is putting up with this blatant disrespect. Well, maybe not both children. Maybe not both. Well, mm, Kojo, not Kojo. Nick didn't even know about this house. so He didn't Nick, know about the house, but he definitely knew about Auntie L. But knew about her in what respects? You think he knew her about well, her like this? I don't think he knew that. she was trifling. Something was up. I don't think he knew all this part. Okay. So here you are. The mom is eating shit. The, the the friend has the audacity to come by in present day and give you a card. I Happy, but I mean, yeah, messy, 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 disgusting. And this is the same friend that was calling him no good when he stood up his children. Mm. But then, as the children get older, this is the man who you choose to engage in a sexual relationship with. And well, it just you, doesn't make any sense. You know what? In, up. in that early scene when. Uh, Auntie Lenora came over when they were small. I was wondering if, like, she, Dad Kojo was stepping on, out on Auntie Lenora, too. Because why is she coming by at 10 o'clock at night asking where their father is? So you think that's, it started way back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's a valid point. Why did Auntie Lenora come over at 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. That's a valid point. Look, so let me see and shit. True. Mm-hmm. I might not know what L is, but I see between <laughs> the lines. <laughs> Listen. She don't know L's, but she knows lines. But I mean, I just feel like the mom has put up with so much mm-hmm. and her putting up with this, she doesn't even realize kind of what she's modeled for Bella too. And the because, son, the damage to the children. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't right. realize that because you're trying to just put up a good front. Daddy's good. You're letting her think daddy's so good and all this stuff. But yeah. then Bella now, to me, I was like, well... This is why we see why she put up with so much shit from Biagio. Mm. You really don't have any standards when it comes to men. And if back to my sister's comment about Biagio being an opportunist, but, you know, really, Bella has idealized him, too. Yeah. Right? Because if Mm -hmm. you think about it, he, she was drunk and everything like that. He did want to have period sex with her. That's taking advantage of her. She wasn't lucid. Right? Um, He yells at her about getting drugged. 
yells at her being raped and she's still chasing after him she's still idealizing him still want to work through yeah. that it's not until he pulls a damn gun out on her and honestly knowing mm-hmm. bella you know, i looked at that scene again i don't know if she's done with him straight up <laughs> i don't know so she may so not be, yeah. may not be. And then also, if you think about Zane, she was not really going to check Zane and she would have just followed along. It wasn't until she heard the podcast where she was like, oh, shit, that something was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bella has this like pick me energy. I need validation. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Like, please pay attention to me. And it's based on her looking constantly to this validation for her father who gives her the bare minimum, but the bare right. minimum he gives her, she's like, ah, oh, this is wonderful, yeah. right? Yeah. And then that could even that could even turn over to why she could stay with a trifling ass friend like Terry. Yeah, yeah, you just ripped my mind. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, wow, the influence of nature and this dysfunction of this parental relationship, the mom tolerated and put up with a lot of bullshit and Bella's doing the same. And the mom does not realize mm-hmm. how what she did trying to, I guess, keep her family together, try to keep stability is now having Bella mirror that behavior. And Bella is so wounded. Yeah. And she's probably suffered. Well, she definitely has suffered more than the mother at this point. Yeah. With everything that she's gone through this past year. Bella just doesn't know what a healthy relationship looks like. True. But let's be honest. Most people don't. True. Yeah. True, 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 true. So... I was like, this is very telling. Like a lot of times we're like, why is Bella doing this or things like that? Mm -hmm. It is based on this dynamic of this dysfunction she's Mm -hmm. witnessed where she's really been conditioned to put up with a lot of bullshit and idolize people and look the other way. Even Mm -hmm. when people are, even when people show who they are, she doesn't believe them. Right. She still tries to see the good in them. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and this is where that coping mechanism of her forgetting things probably. Oh, that's true. That's true. Stress and the trauma. She just her brain just kind of just says, "Oh, fuck it. Let me just forget it." Yep. Rather forget it and stay happy. Yeah. Yeah. Wallow in it. Yeah. Miserable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode was very telling in that in that respect. But look, we're not done yet, girls. We're not done. No. No. So we back. On the bus, babe. Bus riding Kwame. <laughs> Kwame's like the Brand train. Us. He's doing a train of men. Yo. It's a revolving door. It's a revolving yeah. door. Talk about seeking validation, though. Ah. They all are. Kwame, yeah. Terry, Bella. Yeah. In some fashion, they're all seeking yeah. validation from the wrong sources. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Kwame's back on the bus. And yep. I, I caught the, the usernames this, this time. So, Giza. but I don't know no. who's who. It's, I put fun now is the date. Is that the date? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fun now, but okay. But it said fun now 97. And so, but then he said Tyrone 86. Kwame ain't born in 86. <laughs> so, and the dude look older. So I'm like fun now 97 sound like Kwame. Cause Kwame <laughs> probably born in 97. And that dude look like Tyrone 86. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> So fun now is like, do you want fun now? And he's like, you know, always. And then mm-hmm, we see mm-hmm. Kwame sitting on a bed. Right. With his little legs crossed. Right. And scrolling through his phone. And then somebody strolls in with what? A delicious plate of food. Delicious food. Yeah, it looked good. And but 
Go ahead, go ahead. Slow. But, but Kwame looked at that plate of food like that white girl after sex. It was, he looked disgusted by it. He was weirded out. I think he, I don't think he looked disgusted. He was weirded out. He was like, what's going on? You know, and the guy tells him he's gorgeous. Every damn nigga tell him he's I'm gorgeous. You're so good, mm-hmm. Kwame. And Kwame is attractive. Let me say that here. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Um, but um, Kwame pushes a plate away. Yeah. And he's like, "What else you got for me?" Yeah. He and wanted to snack dude. on some dick. Yes, and dude's dick? like his dick, and he's like, "Yes, okay, I got this eggplant for that ass, nigga." <laughs> Literally. And Kwame's like, "But I don't remember exactly what happened." But he's like, "You asked me over here for for food." <laughs> you, you, your profile says fuck now <laughs> yeah and the guy's like yo i liked your pictures yeah what? and he's like well you know you're wasting my fucking time dude uh so you can see me out because this is weird and then the guy says well is this any weirder than instantly fucking touche touche that's mm-hmm. what i have in my nose touche mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i have in my nose <laughs> and um i said that's what gwen's been saying you know, yeah, but I can acknowledge that it is technically false advertising. Like, it did say fuck now, and now you're trying to have food. Like, wait, did it say fuck now or fun now? Well, fun. It said fun, but Kwame says that he said fuck now. So, mm. uh, in his mm. profile, in okay, his profile. So I don't think it was in the message exchange. I think it was got it in the actual profile. So the guy, like, I think pulls the 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 food back out, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, well, there's sometimes other stuff, you know sit with me and think about it you know what else right. yeah and Kwame's like how long you been on grounder <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I, just I, his food. I will say corn on the cob is a weird first date food I mean he just eating some down home food he has some chicken yeah. and rice and whatever he just made a whole meal okay do you look do you look eat cute eating corn on the cob because i don't i don't think he cooked it for a for a grinder meetup it just so happened that they probably matched and he was like yeah come through but that's uh, okay what he wanted to eat for dinner. okay yeah so i don't think like, he made the food for him he just was cooking it hey you here so here's some food okay because yeah. i was like corn just on the cob is... all right you know and so but he you just don't goes... want it to get in your teeth <laughs> no that's not sexy well no it's not but he eats his food and then Kwame turns around and like to leave. Well, Kwame tried to kiss him, and he kind of pulled oh, back. You're right, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, he kind of rejected him, so Kwame gets pissed. You're right. You're right. You're right. And Kwame goes to turn to leave, but then he turns back mm-hmm. and he says he wants a hug. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy says he's like, "What do you want?" Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I was about to cry here. When yeah. He yeah. Yeah. He gave him the sweetest hug. Yeah. Like it well, was like a hug of love. Well, he first held his face and really looked at him. Yeah, yeah, he did. And like acknowledged him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which obviously Kwame is lacking. And then he gave him like the sincerest embrace. And so I so let's talk about this whole Kwame thing here. So I felt and I think I said this earlier in an episode, like when one of the early episodes where we find out that Kwame's out here hoeing <laughs> I was like, Kwame doesn't seem to know how to have a relationship. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we know he knows how to have sex. My sister said it was maybe sex edition. But I said, but he doesn't know how to have closeness with anyone yeah right all he's all he yeah no intimacy all he does is 
hop from dick to dick and he didn't seem capable of having romantic relationships or a certain level of closeness. I said that in like episode two or three. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. to me, this incident was very revealing with the grinder dude because this is what he's been lacking, mm-hmm. right? This is what he's been lacking. The missing piece. The whole time. Mm-hmm. And especially with him not being able to articulate his feelings and just pushes everything down. He's never been in this place where he could be vulnerable with a romantic partner. Right. Right. And just enjoy their company. Yeah. Screw the sex. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I do think it is contradictory. Why are you on Grindr when you're trying to have a losing sure um, about that? But, and so I'm not going to big up this dude because, you know, I don't trust nobody. So who's to know how this all goes Mm -hmm. down? But I did think it was great to see a breakthrough with Kwame because mm-hmm. we haven't seen that. Right. But I don't know. Maybe this guy was like, yeah, this guy is cute. I like what I see. Let me call him over and see how the vibe is. And maybe, I don't know, it's that I, I've never experienced this, but maybe it's that love at first sight thing, right? Where yeah. like you see somebody and you, you're like, damn, I, there's something about this person that I really like. And he was like, maybe let me take it slow. Maybe he's emotionally mature and he's like, let me just yeah. slow and actually try to get to know this person, even though maybe my in- initial intent was to just hook up. I see something that I really like and let me figure this out. Well, is, is Grinder for hookups only or, yeah. or some? Oh, it's OK. OK. I don't even think it tries to be like a dating. OK. You don't have the option hooking anymore. up relationship. OK. OK. No, it doesn't mean that. Listen, Tinder at first was hookup. Mm-hmm. Tinder has evolved over time where people do, some people do have relationships, although primarily people are still looking for hookups on Tinder. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and even if it says dating, mm-hmm. relationships, whatever, they're still looking for hookups. Let's be clear. Okay. Right? They can say long-term relationship and then they t- and then the message, the <laughs> message you get, uh, let me see your pussy. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> that's what it is. So, your poom-poom! So, your you know, yeah, so... Grinder is definitely known for hookups. I'm sure, you know, there may be eventually, you know, hookups can turn to relationship. Maybe mm-hmm. there are options for things like that too. A lot of times you do have to be very explicit in your profile. Even when you do again, just because of the yeah. nature of the app, people still come at you with that. So it is suspect mm-hmm. that you're on Grinder. And this is the thing. Kwame's never minced words about like, oh, let's go for a walk in the park. You know, Kwame right. doesn't approach that. So Kwame's profile and his interactions are about getting, getting it on right now. Yeah. So what is what is this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. So but it was still nice to see him have that intimacy. The guy, you know, holds his face in his hands and hug him and not, you know, the revolving door dick. So, yeah, it's a glimmer uh, of hope. It looks like Kwame really needed it. Lord. Of course he needs yeah. it. Look at everything he's been through. Yeah. You know, and still, if we still think about the dude, what's his name? What was the boy's name who came to the Kwame's job, who ended up going to the threesome with him? What was not a threesome? What was oh, name? I can't think of his Damone? name. Damone? Yeah. Damon? I call him Damone. Okay, Damone. I'm black. <laughs> Listen, it's Damone to me. He black. It's Damone. <laughs> so he could have been something, you Yeah. Know? But Kwame played it how he played it. And with the hookup, again, the first foray into getting to know this man is like, okay, 
well, come with me on a grinder hookup so we can do something like, okay. And then but the next that's time he's... what the guy agreed to. He did, he did. He consented. He did. And then the next time, though, the, the dude got a man. So yeah. you missed out. You missed out. So this is the first foray, you know, outside of his friendships where he is tender and caring with Bella and I guess with Trifling Terry. But <laughs> this is the first time we've seen him in a romantic instance actually have something soft and intimate yeah hopefully he doesn't fuck it up or this guy isn't like a creep or something we don't know no no i'm 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 holding out hope for kwame because he needs a lot of help i know i know i know i can't win kwame's gotta win so we so we switch scenes Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm trini want to go we're back where are we now This bitch trifling Terry is back hanging out with Bella. The ladies are at their weekend spot of <laughs> ego death. <laughs> the scene of the we can hang out. Yeah. Um and Terry asks, you know, how did the birthday dinner go? And Bella said, eh, you know, I'm gonna write. And Terry takes that as alluding to the fact that maybe Bella's dad didn't show up. Um, she starts talking shit, but then Bella says, no, 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 he, he actually did turned up and it was nice and it was fine. And then Bella throws in the mention that she gave Simon his jacket back. And so now Terry's looking a little pressed and mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, how did that go? Um, so I'm guessing she assumes that now Bella knows the truth and Bella kind of gives her this look and they kind of are staring at each other and it's like, it's clicking. It's like, yes, she knows. She knows the part that Terry has played. And you would think that Bella would confront her about it. But Bella does what she always does. And she deflects. And she says, you know, you're amazing. And she thanks Terry for looking out for her over this past year and everything that she's done for Bella in order to help her kind of get through this horrible experience. And I don't know. It kind of breaks my heart. I couldn't. I couldn't I believe this was angry. happening. Yeah, I couldn't believe this was I happening. To hold her accountable. I didn't take it like that. Slim, go, what was your take on it? I just, you know, they didn't that whole like your birth is my birth and your death is my death. And I was like, really? Yeah. We're not going to talk about this at all. We're just going to brush it under the rug. I would at least put the topic on the table and then be like, okay, I forgive you for it. Thank you for the rest of the support for the year, but at least put it on the table. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. Um, so Terry looked guilty as fuck when she said she gave oh, her yeah. that jacket back, right? Mm-hmm. And Terry actually tried to say something, but Bella cut her off and said she was amazing. And, and that's when she thanked her for being a great friend and everything she's done for the past year. And her voice cracked when mm-hmm. she was saying yeah it. she was tearing up i well the first time and the second time i saw it i had actually a different opinion the first time i saw it i said well this is a breakup she's mm-hmm. she doesn't need to say it but this is the breakup and she's cracking because it's like yeah you kept this from me and it's hurtful and so like you know we don't have to rehash it like this is it like that's it that's what I thought the first time, like this was a friendship breakup. But the second time I watched it and I thought about the context of Bella in the last episode, if you remember, the black wig where she saw herself and started to judge herself mm. because she had an abortion. Mm. 
I do think if, if the theme of this show is that things are gray and that you're tiptoeing on the line and it's not so definitive, yeah. then she might forgive Terry because she herself, even though she didn't know, she did lock Kwame in the room with the guy and she might forgive Terry being like, listen, Terry could not have known what was going to happen and she's trying to redeem herself subsequently. So I took it as one or two ways. Either that was the end of it, it's a wrap, which I think is unlikely the second time I watched it. But the second time I watched it, it was like, you hurt me, but I still love you. And that's that. Like, you still took care of me. And so she basically forgives her. So there's no reason to rehash it. I don't know. For me, it would be hard because she told Simon to lie. Like, I think it's one thing that she left her. Yeah. I'm I'm back with Simon. The cover up. I'm I'm back with Simon on the L's, the number of L's here. Okay. I think it's one thing to have made the mistake to have left her. Yeah. But I think to now actively go back and tell him to lie and then to be, she may not know this, that Terry was actively pursuing him and stalking him to like keep him in the lie to basically coerce him to continue to lie and go to his job, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm like, okay, wait, hold up. I don't know. Yeah, like, why would you go to such lengths to cover up? Like, you're not the rapist. Wow. So I just find that I just find that very strange because I would have been like, I, I, I don't think I would have behaved that way. Well, I mean, I think we have to think of the context. Bella has already called out Terry for leaving her in Italy. Yes. And Terry keeps saying, like, no, I didn't leave, but I told you, blah, blah. She left her in Italy. Thankfully, it was Biagio. Mm-hmm. And nothing really happened. And they end up not having sex. So he ends up not taking advantage of her, thankfully. But she already has called her, letting her know, called her out, telling her she didn't feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And so now you have a follow-up three months later where exactly what she had warned you about and told you not to do, you did it again. And this time it resulted in her having be, being violently raped. And come on. Yeah. And then on top of that, because you know you're guilty... You go back and you coerce Simon to be an accomplice to your lie because you don't want to look bad. Again, this bizarre savior complex. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm like either that's the end of the friendship, but I do think Bella's weak and I don't think she can probably do that. No, I I got a sense from this episode. It was all about forgiveness. Yeah. A lot of forgiveness. I felt like she's forgiving her Terry and she's also forgiving her dead forgiving her dad she never felt anything bad about her dad yeah but i think at the end when they come back to the scene at the birthday party and hold up let's we didn't get there yet okay let's um pump the brakes yeah i don't know trinity anything else i don't know i i i agree with your second um sentiment about the viewing where she's just gonna kind of forgive terry and allow it to happen and i guess i guess that's fine for what bella needs to cope with everything she still has going on because she's not better right she's Mm -hmm. still suffering she's still going through this and i guess she's like look i need all the support i can get and if this girl is going to try to atone for this betrayal by ensuring that she gets me to a good place i'm just gonna keep her around so i can kind of see why bella would forgive her and i don't fault her for that and i don't even think that she's weak for that My only point of contention is at least, like Slim said, confront it and say, what you did sucked. What you did was shitty. And lying to me for this whole time about it was terrible. 
but I'm willing to move on. That should have happened. There needs to be closure there for there to be growth. And so this is always going to be like a little wound that may mm-hmm. fester. Who knows? You know? So uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't think she's going to be able to do You know, it, it's actually weird. The last episode, she was funky as hell and like being like mm-hmm. very yeah. confrontational. But I, I think she had a battery in her back because she was being propped up by social media. So I think mm-hmm. the social media following gave her the confidence to come at uh, Tracy like that. Well, that was her, that was her support system, the social media. But now that she deleted it, her support system is now, you know, Kwame, Terry, her family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at her, just as I was talking through it, she is forgiving Terry because her whole life, her dad, he didn't show up millions of times, right? We saw the one time he brought her to McDonald's. He didn't show up millions of times, and she was able to eat it, forget it, and move on. She's never mm-hmm. called her dad on it. She's still excited as an adult, almost 30 years old, yeah. when he rings the doorbell, mm-hmm. right? And so until she gets to a point where she could say to her dad, hey, you weren't there, you showed up, you left me hanging, All you didn't show up, you left me hanging, um, you did that. She has to be able to confront her dad about that childhood trauma, which she can't even acknowledge is trauma. Mm. let alone Terry about this one incident when she had a lifetime up until present day of not knowing if her dad's going to really show up or not and just eating it and forgiving him and being super grateful and thankful when he throws her a bone and does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so then we flash back to present day. Well, we're already in, we're actually in present day. Yeah. Yeah. We go back to the party. A few hours. Yeah. Yeah. We go back to her mom. They're back at that dinner, the mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. The dad is eating, the brother's on the phone, and Bella and her mom come back from, you know, the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And, and her dad asks if she's okay. Yeah. At least. At least mm-hmm. he noticed that, that she left him. Well, he asks the mom if she's okay. And the mother looks at Bella. Mm-hmm. Bella smiles, as always. And Bella asks the dad if he wants more food. And the mother looks down. Bella shares out the food for her dad. And then the mother just eats and is just staring into space. Yeah. And Bella's hugging her dad. And the mom just keeps eating and staring and acting like things are normal. Yeah, she had a look of contentment on her face. Like, she was content with what this situation is. I didn't get did a look you, of contentment. Did I didn't see that. I didn't see, I didn't that, see that at all. all. She wasn't content. No, no, no. I saw her putting on a brave face yeah. as she has done, you know, mm. for her entire adult life, right? Dealing with Kojo and his uselessness and trying to be brave for the kids. I saw her trying to be brave for Bella because she sees Bella kind of just sweeping okay. it under her bed or sweeping it under the rug. But I think you can see the weight of okay. what she now knows her daughter has been going through for this past year. Oh, I see. Like, yeah, I that see, makes more I see sense. Pain there. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She, there, she wasn't content. No, no, no. Daughter. Yeah, she's tried to protect her daughter from her father and his bullshit. Yeah, but she's not been able to protect her daughter from other men. Ah, that's kind of how I took. So it. I guess it's more stoic would be the mm. the better yeah. word. Okay. I think so. I got it as definitely putting on a brave face. She was saving face, right? Because she can't Mm -hmm. break down as black woman can't. We have to be strong. 
but I took it as a reflective look because I also think you're also thinking of like what happened to my child what could have I done better yeah I have done differently oh shit like where did I go wrong yeah Mm -hmm. I took it as a reflective look and also she's processing everything she's heard right because obviously she hasn't known all this was happening we also don't know the extent to what Bella told her right did Bella just tell her about ego death did she tell her about Zane like we don't know the extent that's true that's true because I naturally assumed it was the right but now this has so many twists and turns that could be wrong you know, I'm assuming it's that. I, I'm assuming she didn't tell her about Zane. I don't know. So I didn't take it. She she was she couldn't be content after what she just heard. Okay. She is saving face, just like she's safe face all these years. Yes, daddy's coming to McDonald's, even though he said he was going to take you for lunch and it's 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, she's saving face. Let's sit here while this food is cold, waiting for him. Can we talk about that? Why that your kids are grown? Bella's out. The boy's grown. Why are you waiting for daddy on the birthday for the food's cold? Let that nigga come or not. Don't let on your birthday. On your yeah. birthday. And can we also talk about why is he sitting at the head of the table in a house that's not his? Culture. I don't understand that. That's Culture. Bullshit, yeah. Though. Culture. Absolute bullshit. Culture. Yeah. She's sitting there saving face for a man who wouldn't marry you, wouldn't live with you, fuck around with your friends, doesn't show up for your kids. And you hear when they grown, if the youngest is 26, why are we sitting here to warm up the food with daddy? I'm with Nicholas. Can I have my plantain to eat? Shit. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Because let's talk about that. Like, okay, they were children. Why are you keeping up with the farce now? Right. But once it's like second nature at that point, after all these years. I feel like when I think back, you know, my parents are older now in their 70s. But I really feel like when... My mom was in her 50s. A lot of my friends, like, you know, when you're coming more out of, like, high school and going to college type age, mm-hmm. you know, people are 50s. I felt like a lot of women, like, when they got into their 50s and their kids were getting grown and they were no longer keeping, like, your, you know, your family duties. I feel like a lot of women of all cultures, I feel like, have a little bit of, a, like, a renaissance of, I don't need to do this shit that I was doing. Mm-hmm. I've seen that across patriarchal societies. Indian moms... Pakistani moms, where the moms are all getting a little bit wild, and not that wild, but really mm, bucking the system a bit. Look, my kids, I don't really have to do this shit, and we're not back home in our home home. countries. What the fuck? You know, we're not in the society. We're here in Western society. The kids are not here. I don't have to really do this shit. So a lot of people, you know, they stay together. They, you know, they get divorced when kids get out of the house. Yeah. And then a lot of times, especially when your kids are adults. You don't have to put up with the farce and the pretense and all the shit you were doing before. So, especially as he even live with you. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, mm, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't know. I think some, on the other hand, having saying you have a man still validates you no matter what age. Does she have a man? She said she's single. She's oh, single that's true. That's she. true. She said she's sexy and single. That's right. She said she's single. She don't have no man. That is not her man. He belongs to the streets. Okay. <laughs> That is not her man. Oh, Kojo. So I think, though, the mom, think about that. Your son is 26. Bella's been gone. The father said Bella left when she was 17. So what is this that you're, let's sit here and wait. Why are we, why are we doing this? What is she holding on to? Yeah. For what? Like you have created this fucked up situation, this farce. For what? 
that man don't want you. He don't live with you. He fucking your friend. Your kids don't live. Oh, like, why? Why would you not for your own birthday warm up the food we eat? And if he wants, he could go put his food in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Like she still got some cold. affection for him. I think, think it's so? putting up. To, I think it's putting up face. So, okay, we can acknowledge none of us are Ghanaian, you know, from Ghana. No, I think there can be traditional things that maybe you want to put up with. But this is not a traditional situation. He is not your husband. He's not your husband. So You're not a second daddy. wife. You're not nothing. He is your baby daddy, girl. <laughs> he is your baby father. <laughs> so... I don't know. You can't even say that. But well, you he, know what? We don't know. know what kind of trauma mom's been through. She mm. knows what her conditioning is. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. knows what she saw her mother put up with. Correct. So, I mean, it's just a cycle. It's just a yes. cycle. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Jeez. No, it's a, it's a cycle. I think that mom might be sitting at that table eating, pretending, but also questioning her decisions. You should question mm-hmm. that how that whole dinner started. Why are you waiting for a man who's coming late to your birthday, who refused to live with you, who didn't marry you, and is fucking your friend? Like, what exactly are you getting out of this? You can't say that he's your man. You just said he's single. I don't know. But we hopefully more will be revealed. I Because these, these episodes are short, but they pack a punch. They Gosh, pack so they much, sure my do. God. I've never seen a show put so much in, like, such a short period. Yeah, in yeah. 20-something minutes. It's yeah. insane. yeah. This girl can write her ass off. Listen, Michaela Cole, yeah. she can write her ass off. Yeah. Absolutely. She's excellent. But it's, I think this was great introspective as to how Bella is and why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we definitely need more, some more answers. But, you know, that mom, we're ragging on the dad. Like, oh, he's a deadbeat and all the stuff he's doing. And I wouldn't call him, he's not, he's a deadbeat, but he's inconsistent. He's a deadbeat. <laughs> Uh, he's an emotional deadbeat. Yes. Sure. He's an emotional deadbeat. He's very inconsistent. But the mom played her role too here. Well, I guess we got to get to the bottom of why she tolerated. But if everything's a cycle, then I'm sure she went through. She probably saw the same thing growing up. So that's pro- maybe that's just her normal. Well, just think about it. We're coming from a generation where it's like, if you don't like it, you could be independent, go on your own, blah, blah, blah. But like two generations ago, it wasn't like that. Right. You know, your grandparents weren't all saying that I'm an independent woman. And this, that's that was not what the narrative was, you know, for your grandparents. Yeah. So and I'm not talking. OK. And listen, I'm not trying to shade y'all, but I'm not saying if, you know, if you're 16 and your grandmother's 48, I'm not talking about that. But I mean, if there's a little bit more of an age gap, like to an older generation and people who are, you know, I think in their upper 50s. It was different. So we need to recognize that it was that, you know, family stayed together. Women have right. to just put up with stuff that, you know, men are going to do what they do as long as they come home. Although this man didn't come home. But you just kind of you be a good wife or you do your best and you just put up what the man gives you. That's really what society has always been like until like the last, honestly, 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. So shit, that's why that's it. That's but there are consequences to that as you see in Bella yeah Oof, this is a lot it's, it's deep man it's deep anything else anything you want to share notice anything ladies no I can't wait until the two next episodes though because I, I think we're gonna unpack a lot of stuff well they gotta give us a second season I mean I feel like I don't know they need to give us a whole show about Kwame an episode about Kwame no, I mean, a whole, a whole, a whole season, about Kwame. A whole season <laughs> about Kwame. Well, we need more Kwame. I need them to wrap up what happened with Kat 
and Alyssa, I need that. I need Kat in her bad wig or a new wig <laughs> to come back around. Maybe Kat's got a divorce wig. Fresh. Exactly. Exactly. You know, she's divorced. She's a brand new me, brand new wig. Yes. I need that to, you know, close that out. And a little bit more about Kwame. We don't have Terry's backstory. I just hate her so much. That I feel like I don't, I don't care. care. But I, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't care about Terry. Nobody cares about Terry. Yeah, I don't. I don't like her enough to know her backstory. So this actress is very good though, because she's really gotten all of us to just hate this character so much. <laughs> no, these are great actors. Yeah. Like their body language is so subtle, but it says so much. Yeah, I like. Listen, U.S. Listen, we not competing because the U.K. came fire <laughs> with this show. All right. Listen. Quarantine. Yeah. Listen. Yes. The UK is hitting it right now. I'm like, you know, I hate to say this, but I was like insecure looking a little bit. Mm. A little basic right now. Okay. Because this, the, the writing is on point. The acting is on point. Listen, everything yeah. is on point except for the wigs. That's it. Which, which I'll say, as I said, I feel like they are on point with what goes on with the common day Londoner. Which, which is fair, Lord Jesus. It's fair. <laughs> it's fair. As painful as it is. <laughs> look, look I, know, I know Michelle Cole knows what she's doing after I saw Auntie's wig at the top of that stairs. I said, this bitch yeah. is playing with us now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on purpose. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being an actor and you're like, this much you want me to put on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that I I've never seen anything like that in all my life. <laughs> we were like As a Jamaican. I can say I have. I know. <laughs> I know. No, but the wig at the top of the stairs, like Auntie, it was just uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, I want to know more about this abortion though. I feel like there's more to that story. Man, we only have three episodes. How are we going to get Cat, the abortion, Kwame? So wait, what? What did we? Uh, wait, I thought we had two. Eleven, twelve. We have two, yeah. Oh, you're right. My bad. There's two more. I'm, I'm hoping the last episode would be like an hour. I don't know. That would be nice. But I don't know. BBC is weird, so I don't know. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a lot we're trying to squeeze in because I would like to close out Cat. We want a little bit more on Kwame. We want a little bit more on the abortion. And truth be told, we still want more details on what the hell happened in the rape. We don't have the details of the rape. Yeah, the rape needs to be solved. We, don't, we just don't have enough. Of like, where did we keep saying, well, where did it happen? Did it happen in ego death? Did it happen someplace else? What was the whole ATM thing? You know, mm-hmm. what was that? Now that we definitely know that Simon didn't walk her home, how did she get home? Yeah. How, how did she get back? There's got to be a second season. There's just too much going on here. Well, it depends on the ratings right yeah it does depend on the ratings mm. so yeah. we'll see that's the thing like there's there's loose ends here there's definitely loose ends here and then also like is Biagio done for real no time? bring him back <laughs> <laughs> is Biagio gonna apply I'm sorry I didn't mean to like threaten to pistol with you is he gonna apologize Biagio is gonna be like why did you abort our baby Is, was oh. it Biagio's baby? See, that's what baby. I don't know. Was it Biagio's baby? She was with Biagio for a while before January. Hmm. Well, she was, well, three months. She met him three months before. 
Yeah, that's a while. Oh, that's a while. Girl, you so... Okay, sure. To make a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's long enough to make a baby. Yeah. Oh, she was 10 weeks pregnant. So that's... I mean, that's two and a half months. She only All met him three... All you need is one shot. Oh my god. And she's not necessarily rocking. You don't know if she's necessarily rocking. Yeah, rocking. Bella doesn't look like she's, she's taking the pill shot. every day. Well, she's Maybe not. That's because... why she's so infatuated with him. So, okay. So before, oh my god, I don't even want to think of him. Lord Jesus, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Too much is happening. What I need is them to do in the next season where they're in quarantine, where they can sit down and calm down. All right, because it's just too much validation, too much anything. Like, it, she met him three months before the incident because we flashed back to three months before in episode three after she had reported what happened. And that's when they're in Italy. Terry's with her. They get the drug, they do the drug deal with him. And then she sees him in the club and she takes him home. So, in three months, which is 12 weeks, and she was 10 weeks pregnant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then she gets raped at the 12th week. I mean, that would have meant like two weeks after she had the abortion, she got raped. Mm. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it is. Yeah, anything's possible on this show. I mean, it is. Anything's possible. Oh, my God. Y'all are Prince. Oh, I don't even like the direction of thinking like this. <laughs> I hope it's some other dude that we don't know about. Yeah, I hope it's from the past past. But why would she still have it? How far in the past can this be? Yeah, but she looks like a hoarder. On that thing. Well, she's a hoarder. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) She had stuff, though, that said 21, like from her 21st birthday. And we're saying she's well over 26 because her brother's 26. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe. But the question is, why would they they take that for forensics? If it wasn't recent enough. If it wasn't recent, yeah. So two weeks before. I hope we didn't just crack a code for the damn plot. <laughs> I really hope imagine? we didn't. <laughs> two weeks before the rape, she had an abortion. I mean, of course she would be fucked up. And is that maybe why she was like, well, when she goes to that black wig, when she looks at herself in the last episode, like, well, you know, she says the same thing to herself that she said to Kwame. Like, you know, you don't want to purport yourself to be the victim when you were doing X, Y, and Z. I don't know. Like, was she feeling Maybe. guilty about the abortion? That's why she went out with Simon and did, you know, trying to numb her feelings, blah, blah, blah. Mm, that might explain why she couldn't get any writing done. Yep. That's couldn't me. get any writing done. Guilty about that. Yeah. And saying you don't want to be the victim because... She realizes, like, yeah, she was a victim of rape, but part of her going out and insisting going out and getting fucked up is because she was dealing with her feelings about the abortion. That makes sense. I don't want to go down this plot line. And please don't make us have cracked something. I don't want this to be the plot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's possible. Well, my prediction from the past is that Kwame is still going to displace his anger about the rape onto Damone. (laughs) That's what I want to say. He going to find Damone. Because Damone, I wouldn't have gotten raped if I hadn't been trying to troll for dick for your ass. And then you left me. Yeah, but, but Kwame still would have gone over to that house. He still would have met up even if Damone was there or not. No, because he was looking for somebody who 
would be down for most. Oh, than you're right, you're right, you're right, 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 right. Yeah, and someone who was going because the plan was for Damone Damon to participate. Right. Well, I think Damone did himself a favor by leaving. But okay, I mean, I know he doesn't have the friendship like Terry, but we this is the same concept. Why y'all keep leaving people? That's a good point. Why is this a British thing? Y'all just be leaving people <laughs> solo dolo? Like really? I just think that's rude. Yeah, yeah but he was uncomfortable. Is. He was uncomfortable. I know, and they're not friends like that. So yeah, I get it. I get it. I Bless know, his ladies. heart. Bless his heart. So, you guys, this is this is a long episode, but this mm-hmm. was obviously one that we had to dig into because it is the cause, the cure. <laughs> but what was the cure? We know the cause. What was the cure? Forgiveness. Oh, I guess. Oh, that was my big takeaway. Oh, okay. Well, if that's what y'all. Or like. is it truth? Because Bella found out quite a few truths. Mm. The shoe shall set you free. Okay. Yeah. Because she found out what really happened with Terry and the number of L's and Terry's being complicit in what happened that night. Mm-hmm. And she... Found out Pops being a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> well, she remembered that Pops was a hoe. Rather. It remembered, yeah. And she told her mom the truth. Oh, so last thing, sorry, just to wrap it up before we go. Would you tell your mom what happened? Ooh. I would have told I... my mom the... once I realized what happened. So... For me, it probably would have happened earlier than it did for Bella, coming to that realization that, yo, you were raped. But yeah, but I'm close with my mom, so. Mm. I don't know if I would tell. Me neither. I don't know if I would tell. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to put that stress on my parents. Exactly. Yeah. Because what can she do? It's just going to upset her. Yeah. It's done. What can my mom do at this point? I don't... Okay. I I can understand why why you wouldn't. I definitely would, though. Just because... I, I mean, mean, if I have a daughter, I in something this comfort. If I have a daughter, I hope she can, mm-hmm. she can open up like that to me. But with my parents, being southern, nah. Okay. Listen, my parents are Jamaican. Mm, I don't know. I I feel like honestly, I feel like I would get judged. Uh, yeah, I would here. get I would get judged because it's like, well you were drinking, you were out yeah. of control, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't been doing x y and z you're supposed to know better i honestly feel like that i straight i wouldn't say it <laughs> I'm, I'm, i I, I feel the same i feel the same way gwen yeah i wouldn't, I say wouldn't it. tell my dad i feel like my dad would definitely be like what's wrong with you i expect better of you but i feel like my mom would be more understanding but my mom you know she's 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 a supportive person like that i guess where she would want to know she would feel more hurt if i didn't confide in her something like that than me actually doing it. My mom would theoretically would say she wants to know, but she don't, she don't want to know that. She, <laughs> she, I, my mom would theoretically say like, oh, tell me, but then no, she don't. It, because of circumstances. Yes. I might not tell them both at the same time. Luckily they don't listen to these episodes, but yes. <laughs> um, I would probably tell one, depending on okay. where we are. It depends. I have to be careful because the next thing gets back to my parents anyway. So I'd have to just figure mm-hmm. out who it was, who I was going to tell. Yeah, I would probably tell one. I won't say who it would be, just in case this does get to them. I would tell <laughs> one. And eventually, I eventually always tell both of them, but I can't always tell. And it's, it's swapped between who I tell first what, honestly. So it will depend. But no, I, I want to tell my mom. I want to tell that. Okay. That's, I just think it's a burden because she can't mm-hmm. help me. It's mm-hmm. already done. 
and then I think I would. Well, feel you don't judged. know that. Can't, can't help you in what way? Like, period. Like, how? How to cope with it? No. Okay. She can't help me to cope with this outside of stuff like this. Like, if we just talk about grief and things like that, like my mom's sister dying, stuff like that. I know how my mom deals with stuff, and she's very stoic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She's not mm-hmm. the one to be like. Oh, how do you feel? And keep feeling. She's like, suck it up, you know, and move on. So mm, okay. this is not going to be something where she's going to be like, oh, therapy. And she's not going to be saying none of that. Gotcha. <laughs> she's not going to be saying none of that. It's old school black shit. She's not going to say that. So I don't think so. And I think me saying it is just putting my burden on her and now upsetting my mom and thinking, making her think about what could she have done and. She's upset. I, I just wouldn't. Well, you, we can't look at it like that. Like kids, like, oh, I can't put this burden on my parent. Like it's it's your parent, right? Right. When they decide to have children, they assume that responsibility to take on the burdens. But of you're their not. But you're not a child. Kids. But you're not a child. You're always their child. You're always their child. We're always going to be our parents' kids. Well, even when we grown, it it don't matter. Yes, but you're not like a literal child. You're also an adult. And this is okay, happening and under things happens thing. to adults, though. Yeah. You know, things out of somebody's control. Yeah, and you deal with them because you're an adult. It's not the burden to put on my parents. I just feel like I I think as a child, then yes, because your parents come and they intervene and they have to help you cope and move things and, you know, and help you with things because you don't have the tools. But mm-hmm. as me, like if I were Bella, you know, I don't know how old she's supposed to be. If, she, if I'm 28 or 29, then I can't to me put that burden your parents are already getting older they've already done their part in raising you now it's for you to figure out certain things in your life and so i just don't feel like that is for them to yeah to handle but i will say this right this level of trauma i don't think anybody can cope with on their own i think it's really really difficult to try to come out of that type of a situation saying well I have the tools or I know of the tools that I need to get through this I mean I think she should go to therapy I I think think, think she should go to therapy and stuff like that but I don't I wouldn't which is a sad Mm -hmm. thing to say but I just wouldn't no I don't think it's sad I don't think it's sad everybody's situation is different everybody's dealing with you Mm -hmm. know a different set of people you know certain like you said certain parents are certain ways and others aren't so i think once you know what you have to work with then you find the best avenue to navigate through it right what's the benefit of your parent knowing though what are they supposed to do so the mom knows my mom is a really good sounding board for trauma or grief or depression things of that nature um so i have learned throughout my life that if I do not use her as a resource in that sense, I do myself a disservice. That's hmm. just the type of woman that she is, though. Yeah. So I, I'm very lucky. I will say that I'm very lucky in that regard, that I have that person that I can turn to. doesn't matter how hard it is. She can help me through all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so but every woman is different. Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. So would you want your child to tell you? Yes, 100%. I wouldn't want my child to go through something like that feeling alone and whether it happened when they were a kid a teenager a 30 year old a 50 year old if i'm still alive i want to know slim i want my kids to tell me i'm hoping that i can have that kind of dialogue with my children if i have children 
Um, but I, I just, my parents are old school. I just don't, I just don't see the need for it. I, but I think I would like seek therapy if something like that happened. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Cause you know, therapy is still kind of taboo in our community. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Trust me, my mom. <laughs> Please, my mom. This foolishness, all these people going, <laughs> these people are going to tell, oh, my mom, let me tell you, my mom when I was growing up would be like, when you grow up, you're going to go on Oprah and say that I ruined your life. And look all the stuff I did for you. All these people going as fools on TV. Telling all the stuff. My mom was just like, all the time. All these idiots goes on TV telling all their business and how their mother did this. I feed you every day. You have a roof over your head. What else you want? You know how good you have it? Like, okay. All right. So. Yeah, but black people don't put their business in the street. Exactly. We just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To exactly. our disservice, though. Yeah. It's well now. Look with social media, everybody putting their business in the street. But well, not like that. <laughs> Constructive streets. Like yeah. therapy. What I want my child to tell me, oh Lord Jesus, I would because I do like to therapize somebody. <laughs> but I would. But you know, I don't want children. So, Whew, I don't yeah. gotta have these problems. Not gonna but have that problem. I don't have these problems. But yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I just look. That sound like just add, opening more of a can of worms to me, for me, to do <laughs> to do that. I'm like, this is just gonna add, open another can of worms on top of the worms I'm going through. So I would. My preference would be not to. And you know, I think it would be you know seek therapy. I hope she would talk to her therapist about the relationship with Terry. For that therapist to give her some type of tools mm, or something mm-hmm. yeah. to deal with a no good, low down, dirty fucking dog like Terry. Yeah. And she needs to talk about her dad. She needs to get beyond just this incident. She really mm-hmm. needs to be talking to this woman about a lot of things because it's all playing into how she's coping with this incident. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. So, yeah, that was the whole thing. When I looked at her mom in the end... And, you know, it's her birthday. You're also telling her this on her birthday. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. I was like, I don't know. Look, mom already saw Aunt Lenora on her birthday. It's done. (laughs) The birthday don't matter. But Aunt Lenora was like 15 years ago when that was popping off. Well, we don't know how long it lasted for. Kojo and Aunt Lenora could still be hitting it. Mm -hmm. Who's to say? Who's to say? I don't know. I just feel like it's this woman's birthday. You, you know, we already know you got hypertension. Your mama probably got hypertension too, girl. You're raising your mommy blood pressure. I feel like this is a lot to put on her. <laughs> I feel like this is a lot to put on her personally. There's no right or wrong answer, right? You're absolutely right. It depends right. on the person yeah, and who you're dealing with. But I'm, And most most kids know who they're dealing with. Yeah. And I know some parents That's... like, oh, you should have told me that. But no, I don't think <laughs> Because my mother probably would be like, oh, you should tell. I'm like, no, no, no. You just giving me more of a headache than I need. It's bad enough dealing with that and I have to deal with you on top of it. So no. You know, and then my mother can't hold water. So then it's going to go to all her siblings. And then it's oh, going to go Lord. to my father. And then it's going to go, like, okay. it's just too much. I'd be like, what are we yeah. doing? No, it's you too much. You open up the floodgates. Yeah, she might, she might, maybe. But she would tell somebody. She can't, she can't. She would tell somebody. <laughs> she would tell somebody. She, maybe she would tell somebody. So um, oh, Mama G. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So, 
I, I don't know. It's it's just deep, and you know, this is a good topic to be. It's good. This is real stuff. Yo, Michaela is putting the spotlight, the floodlights on a lot of stuff within Black culture. Yeah, it's just so many layers. Well, they wasn't ready for this. Listen, we looking a little bit janky in America. Who gonna come <laughs> with the next thing to try to show up what Michaela's doing? Okay, because Michaela's showing us up, not with the wigs. But still, you know, hey. Gwen, maybe you need to produce a show. Let's get it, Gwen. Listen, I'm just trying to get this little podcast, this little engine that could to do something. (laughs) (laughs) To get my little engine that could to do something. Look, I'm promoting Michaela's work right here. Let's talk about that. Shout out to you, girl. If you ever want to come on Glad with Gwen, holla. Holla. I would love to have a conversation. Come on, Michaela. I'll be here for that. Yeah. Come on, Michaela. We can have some real ass talk. You know, diaspora, black people, we just talking, okay? While you got mad about people calling you Afro Caribbean, <laughs> okay? I knew it was coming. <laughs> All right, me too. Me too. Why you had to get mad at that girl? I know it was a character, but I felt some type of way. So, okay. Mm. I know it wasn't your intention, allegedly, but still. <laughs> that was a little bit. I don't know what you're trying to say, but okay. So, anyway, ladies, another great episode. We only have uh-huh. two left. I only have two left. Whew. I'm sad. No, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Wig counts at 13, officially. Jesus. Can't wait to hear what the listeners say about the Halloween wig for Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> Results are being polled, okay? So, mm-hmm. listen, they're going to come in. And I will. Uh, the last episode is where we will reveal where Kwame's Halloween wig really fits in. <laughs> I know. People think the election in November is what counts. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's Kwame's Halloween wig, people. Oh, we better both. vote no. <laughs> vote no. No. Vote Team Slim. Bad wig. <laughs> it makes the count. Hashtag makes the count. <laughs> Hashtag let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> Versus hashtag let it slide. I don't know where Kwame's wig fits in. I don't know. It's a technicality here because it was a holiday. Mm-mm. So we gonna have to see where we land. Predictions. One last thing. Predictions. Two more episodes. Where are we gonna? What do you think? In the lotto, how many bad wigs are we gonna end up in the end? Ooh, we're at thirteen. You said thirteen. Yeah, we're at two episodes. Mm, I'm gonna say. Two bad wigs per episode, so maybe four more bad wigs. So you think we're going to end up at 17? Yeah. Okay. Trinity, what's your prediction? I'm going to come in. I'm going to hope that one of these episodes is just about the night in question, so we're not going to get any new bad wigs. Mm. So I want to say two more bad wigs. 15. Hmm. I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's coming. Plus, I have a standard deviation here. So, <laughs> I think the likelihood of a party is low. I feel like we're, what would we be celebrating? Um, or, you know, I'm going to make it simple. I'm going to go right between the two of you guys. And also, my favorite number is three. So, <laughs> I'm going to just do three. And we're going to end up with 16. I'm still going to keep my standard deviation, though. And I'm going to do plus or minus three. So, there you go. All right. It's really plus because okay. it's not minus because it's always going to be at least that. So plus, yeah. 
but it's fine. We don't need to get all technical on standard deviations here and statistical analysis. So anyway, folks, it's been real long episode. Thank you if you made it to the end for staying with us. <laughs> Follow at Gab with Gwen on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook. And thank you again, Miss Trinity and Miss Slim for hanging out, talking that talk. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I feel it like I'm at an ego death right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, when? In January or after January? Girl. Yes. Ego death. Love ego you. death. I do want to go to London now and be like, let's go to ego death. Woo! I know. I'm assuming it's fake. It's been real, y'all. Keep rocking with us. We got two more to go. Two more bonus episodes. Let's see where Bella's story ends up and where the bad wig count ends up. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Peace. Bye.